You are listening to episode 163 of The Mystic Show. Time to relax. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Mystic Show. I'm Chris Curran. I'm your host. I'm happy you're able to be here with me right now. This is a show where we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and meditation. The purpose of this show is for you and I to grow as human beings, to evolve or devolve, however you want to, whichever way you want to look at it. If you practice what we talk about on this show or the best of what we talk about, it'll make a big difference in your life. We release new episodes every Friday morning, early. And you can hear us as a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and our website, themysticshow.net. Themysticshow.net. And you can sign up for our email list. And one of the main reasons you might want to do that is because I created an audio uh, project called Relax with Rumi. I actually selected some Rumi quotes and I read them over relaxing music and it's 47 minutes of audio and it's four different tracks. It came out really well. You you can just get it for free when you join the email list, behind the scenes email list. So go to themysticshow.net and just sign up for the email list. I send out a little email every, usually every Friday, just some little tidbits behind the scenes of the mystic show. Nothing, you know, earth shattering. But it's nice to, uh, to keep in touch with the community, to keep in touch with you. And I'd also like to quickly thank Pause Your Life. Pause Your Life is an organization that my wife and I started as a meetup group about three years ago. In fact, it's exa- almost exactly three years ago because today is March 3rd. And we had our first meetup on March 1st of 2013. So it's been three years. It's been great. Pause Your Life is for those times in our lives when we just want to hit the pause button. Just stop. Relax for a minute or a couple hours or a couple days. We have meetups and retreats and the website is pauseyourlife.org. And the plan for this episode is, well, I, I made a lot of notes and I'm going to talk about a lot of things. All good things, I think experiences I've had recently. And I'm sure you've had a lot of experiences too. I wonder, do you write a diary or do you keep a journal? Because noting down our experiences, um, especially of the spiritual nature, it really helps a lot on many different levels. So if you don't keep a journal or write a diary, think about it. Maybe just buy a little notebook And you can just jot down notes in it or write down whatever you want. There's no rules. There's no doing it wrong. So I've been busy lately. You've probably been busy as well. But I've been busy because my business is doing really well, expanding. 
I have a new client, which is a very big client, and I'm getting busier. And but one one thing about getting busy is you start to hustle a little more in terms of just getting things done quicker. You know, if you're not pressed for time, you can sort of take your time and do a night, you know, really take your time and go above and beyond the job at hand and take your time. But when you get really busy, you know, you got to knock the work out. You got to get things done and still do it really well. So that's what I'm learning now. I'm learning how to do a lot of things faster. Mostly everything I'm doing, I'm learning how to just do it faster. And again, not in a hasty way, but just getting it done. Starting with that attitude of I'm just going to focus and get it done. One fascinating thing is Parkinson's law. I don't know if you've heard this. A man named Northcote Parkinson. He said, and this is awesome, work expands to fill the time allotted to it. Work expands to fill the time allotted to it. So if you give yourself three hours to mow the lawn, it's probably going to take you three hours. If you give yourself an hour and a half to mow the same lawn, you'll probably get it done in an hour and a half. And if you're crazy and you gave yourself one hour to mow the same lawn, you'd probably get it done in an hour. And I've experienced this in my life. I've been doing it recently with mixing down these podcast episodes, not only for the Mystic Show, but for my other shows and my clients' shows. I decided, okay, I'm going to, you know, get it done quicker. I'm going to get it done in so many minutes. And I did it. It took me a little time to get it down to that time, but now I'm bringing it down even more. I want to do it even quicker. See if I can become a little more efficient. So last week and last weekend, I was in Tampa, Florida for PodFest. It's this podcasting conference in Florida, in Tampa. And it's my first time to Tampa. And I went and I was actually a sponsor. My uh, podcast engineering school sponsored the event. And one really cool thing about it was that an old friend of mine lives a couple hours from Tampa. And he's a listener of this show, Michael Helms. I asked him if he wanted to come and, you know, man the booth with me and, you know, talk to people about podcasting and and hang out with me and kind of catch up and because I haven't seen him in, I think it's literally 18 years. I think we figured it out. So it was great. He actually took a day off work and he came down and we hung out and we we're at the booth together and we saw a lot of presentations about podcasting, which we both love podcasting. And he actually just started a show called the Up To You Podcast. And go search for that wherever you listen to podcasts. Up To You Podcast. It's U-P and then the number two and then the letter U. So it's Up To You Podcast. It's really nice. He actually interviewed me in the hotel room and I think a couple days ago, his latest episode was him interviewing me about my uh, experience with hitting rock bottom. 
and all that stuff. So anyway, it was great catching up with him after so many years. But ha- have you done that lately? Have you ever, or recently, have you spoke to someone you haven't talked to in like 18 years <laughs> and spent enough time with them where you actually really get to talk? You know, because if you meet someone for five minutes, it's one, it, you know, or even a half an hour, you can say, oh, how you doing? Good. Where are you living? Okay. What do you do for a living? How's your family? How's your uncle? How's your dad and mom? Whatever. You can just kind of shoot the breeze for 30 minutes easily. But after you catch up, after you get all the details, then you kind of go a little deeper, right? You go one or two levels deeper. And it's like, so how, you know, what are you up to? Like what's in the future and all kinds of different things. You don't know what's going to come up. So Mike and I had a good opportunity to to talk and I don't know when I meet people that I haven't met in that long a time it's almost strange and it's strange because I won't say it's strange but it's a little weird because I've been practicing meditation now for 12 years or so and really I can honestly say that I am a different person than I was back then. I mean, I really am. Uh, Some things are the same. Most of it is not the same, (laughs) especially when it comes to attitude and mindset. So, you know, when I was talking with Mike, we were hanging out chatting and it was kind of like, hey, you know, everything's cool. And it's, by the way, it's funny how you sort of sometimes slip into the old mode of conversation with someone you knew so well which was interesting. We talked about a lot of memories from New York and all that stuff. But at one point, I turned to him and I said, you know, I said, Mike, you know, do you know that I'm a completely different person from who I was back then? (laughs) And I think he just said, okay, yeah, cool, or whatever, you know. Um, He acknowledged me, I think, um, but we didn't really talk about it. But I wonder if people know what I mean when I say that. You know, do they understand what I'm saying or do they even believe me? Because I think when you meditate and when you practice spirituality and when you read, you know, the great spiritual texts and not only read them, but study them and learn from a a living spiritual guide who can explain things. and, and, And when you have experiences that are beyond the physical realm. I mean, there's just no explanation, just something otherworldly. I mean, you can't explain that or, you know, impart that on someone who doesn't, who hasn't experienced that. So, um, so it's interesting, you know, my actions are different from 18 years ago. My thoughts are different. You know, my attitudes are a lot different. I mean, just the way I would look at other people, I think I was more fearful back then and also yeah kind of like a like a limited limiting belief mindset where I thought I had to take what's mine so someone else doesn't get it. I mean I didn't think like that consciously but I but deeper down I think that's how I was living life. And now my attitude is just you know abundance there's enough for everybody uh I'm not worried about anything. <laughs> I'm just not. And it's funny when you don't worry about anything, <laughs> that's when the good things come your way. 
because you're not putting up any resistance to it. So one of the things at the conference, at the podcasting conference, is a lot of the speakers were emphasizing this fact that when you do a podcast show, you need to make a commitment to doing it every week, for instance, if it's a weekly show. And, uh, you know, as you know, you probably know, unless you're a brand new listener this week, um, this is a weekly show, The Mystic Show. However, over the past, I don't know, three or four months, every now and then I'll miss a week. And only once did I miss a week because I really didn't feel like I had anything to say. The other times, it's like either I was traveling or I was just busy or, you know, there's reasons slash excuses, whatever. Um, but but they were really emphasizing at this conference, one of the things out of the million things I learned was that you need to make a commitment and do it every week. And of course, Mike Helms, who's a fan of the Mystic Show, he just turns and looks at me, <laughs> which was funny. Um, but really... It is a commitment because I like doing the show. I like interacting with you and, you know, through social media and your comments and, and when you reply to the the weekly emails, the behind the scenes emails, it's just great. I love it. This show is, is just awesome. I mean, the reason I started this show was because I just thought this type of conversation should exist in the world and... I don't want sponsors. I don't want money. We do have a Patreon campaign where listeners like you can donate, you know, a dollar per episode or two dollars per episode if you feel like contributing. But this is not a money-making venture, The Mystic Show. This is just you and me hanging out, talking about real stuff, real authentic life stuff where we're not just pretending, you know, Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? I, it's so funny when you ask someone, how are you? And like you really asking them, hey, how are you? It You can tell by the speed at which someone answers how their mental process is going. Some people say, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Other people say, and now you're going to notice this, other people will say, as soon as you say, how are you? They say, good, how are you? Like, they don't even think about how are you. They just say, good, how are you? It's, it's just like a response. It's not a real thing. Now, I know that's just how, you know, people talk in public, and that's fine. You know, not a big deal. But this mystic show and the relationship that you and I have is something special. It really is. And I really, I am committed to doing the show. Even, I mean, you heard me last week. I was so tired. It was at night, but um, I did the show. So, and by the way, the podcasting community is such a tight knit community. It really is like a brotherhood. It's like a family. I think it's because podcasting is, you know, most people podcast because it's their passion. They don't do it to make money. You know, very few people make money in podcasting. So it's interesting when you partake in something because you love it and you're passionate about it and you get together with other people who are doing a very similar thing, 
you know, their, their, their podcast show might be about a different topic, but it's podcasting. We all go through the same things, you know, recording, editing, uploading, show notes. And it's, it's just great. And I don't know. I really am happy to be part of the podcasting community. It's just, it, it's like a family. It really is. I mean, a lot of us are competitors too. A lot of us who produce podcasts are competitors, but no one cares. <laughs> we just hang out and have fun and talk to each other and help each other if we can. But, you know, there's enough business to go around. So these days, like I told you, I'm pretty busy. Um, and it's funny, I've, you've probably experienced the same thing. Sometimes in your life, you'll be really busy. And other times in your life, you won't be so busy. And right now, I have a few different ventures going and it's pretty darn busy. But I'll tell you what, something is going to have to give. You know, my business is my main thing because it's growing and it's, it's doing okay, doing well, and I'm enjoying it. And I have this podcast engineering school that I'm just starting, but that's sort of, well, it's definitely secondary. It's not the main priority. It's a longer term vision and it's not the main priority right now. My fractal recording is my main priority. And I can just feel that there's some simplification that's going to be happening very soon, like as we speak type thing, because you can't do everything and you have to sort of focus on a few things and do them well and do them right. And it reminds me of like a year ago, no, a little more than a year ago when I had a little business tragedy, which I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but I... Uh, attempted to partner with one of my so-called friends and it just, it didn't go well. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was bad and I lost out on a lot. (laughs) And that sort of like triggered me to what I'm doing now. It's funny how like the tragedies sort of jolt you into some higher awareness or something. So after that... um, Well, I should say before that, I was doing several more podcast shows and I had, and each of those shows had its own website and I was sort of kind of diversified doing different podcast shows. And after that event, I don't know, I just really felt like simplifying. I went through this simplification phase where a lot of these podcast shows, I just stopped doing them. Some of them I had already stopped doing, but the rest... Or, or, you know, there was one or two that I said, that's it. I'm not doing it anymore. Done. And I either deleted the website or I just abandoned it and didn't update it. So, yes, and that helped me a lot. It helped me focus on what I had to focus on. One of the things right now that I really wish I could devote a lot of time to is pause your life. Because this is an organization that people just love. It's crazy. We had such a good meeting last, about three weeks ago here in Colorado Springs. And actually this Saturday, so two days from now, we're having a Pause Your Life meeting. And this is the first one where, well, I think our limit regarding the space is 12 people. Like we can't really fit more than 12 people in this room. And we have 12 people signed up. 
So this is the first time that happened here. Um, back in New Jersey, that happens every month, pretty much, because there's so many people there who have attended and they love to come every month. But, you know, so pause your life. I don't have a lot of time to put towards that, you know, towards organizing it and everything. And, you know, there are some people in this world who are really good at, you know, getting volunteers and, you know, including people and sort of getting other people to help, you know, just because they want to help without paying them. And I'm just not that kind of person. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Anyway, I've tried. It just, I don't know. It just doesn't work. I I ask people to help and they just, eh. (laughs) But some people have a way of, uh, you know, inspiring people to help. So, all right, here's what I want to do. I want to read a section from the book that we used to read a lot from on this show, which, well, I don't know. I mean, the last couple months of this show have been more of me talking about my experience. But also, this book was in like kind of a briefcase thing in the closet. So I haven't even seen this book for months, three, four, five months or more. I don't know. Uh, but I flipped it open today to the the page for today, which again, today's March 3rd. This podcast will come out tomorrow morning, March 4th. So this book is called 365 Dow, and it's daily meditations. So every page of this book is for one day of the year. So it's kind of cool. In the back, you can look up you know, like what's today? March 3rd. Okay. Well, go to page 62. And on page 62, there's a word interpretation. And then there's a, there's some text here. It's just, it's not long. It's three small paragraphs and a tiny little poem on the top. So I'm going to read this because this is really good. I just read this and I really want to share this with you. Um, and after we, after I read this, we'll just take a little break with the music for like, I don't know, 30 seconds. And then I'll come back and I wanted to, I, I want to share one more thing about something that happened in Tampa, um, on the beach at dusk. All right. Was that a good tease? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do it on purpose, but that really sounded like one of those radio teases. Right. And when we come back, all right. So this is from the book, 365 Dow, and the title is Interpretation. All that we experience is subjective. There is no sensation without interpretation. We create the world and ourselves. Only when we stop do we see the truth. The world exists but we cannot truly be one with it in our normal modes of consciousness. Our minds know the world by constructing conclusions from the data of our senses. All that we know is filtered and interpreted. Therefore, there is no such thing as objectivity or direct knowledge of the world. Everything is relative because we are each condemned to our particular vantage points. As long as we all have different perspectives, as long as perception relies on our senses, then there cannot be an absolute truth. 
all knowledge from experience, valuable as it may be, is imperfect and merely provisional. Inner truth is only glimpsed by disconnecting the mechanism of interpretation. If we can withdraw the activities of the senses and isolate that part of the mind responsible for filtering sensory input, then we can temporarily shut off the ongoing process of interaction with the outside world. We will then be in a neutral place that is wholly turned inward. We are left with an absolute state, entirely without distinction or relativity. This is called nothingness, and it is the truth underlying all things. We'll just take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Mystic Show. And that was a really nice reading about interpretation. I wanted to read it twice, but I'm not going to read it twice. If you want to hear it twice, just you could just rewind the podcast a little bit and you can listen to me read it again and then enjoy that musical break again. The one sentence I really liked, it kind of struck me. He says... Everything is relative because we are each condemned to our particular vantage points. And this is, I mean, the word condemned. Did you hear that? We are each condemned to our particular vantage points. So on one hand, it's a blessing to have senses, to have eyes and ears. But on the other hand, it can be a condemnation because... My eyes can only see what's in front of my eyes. So I only see a limited part of the world. Now, I know there are other parts of the world that I can't see. But when I'm seeing what's right in front of me with my eyes, it's almost like a distraction. (laughs) It makes me forget about everything else, right? Which, again, is good. It's a blessing because then I can focus and do my work. But in a way... It's a curse because I'm only able to experience a tiny fraction of reality. That's why some of the masters have said with regards to the here and now, right? You always hear about in mindfulness, especially be present, be fully aware, be in the present, right? And okay, here and now, it's a great place to be. It means you're in the moment, you're in the now, right? Eckhart Tolle, right? The power of now. But on the other hand, the here and now is like, almost like a trap. Because the here and now is just in this physical world 
in one time in one place and reality and the universe is so much bigger than that. It's so much more vast. Anyway, that's a deep thought. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I wish I could say more about it. But when we were in Tampa, we went to this, it was like a restaurant. And so they had a, inside they had a nice restaurant and outside they had, it was like a beach, but it was on the bay. It was in the causeway. So it wasn't the ocean, it was the bay. Um, and so there was like a beach though. And then there was like this outdoor, you know, seating area. There was a bar and we got to just be out there, but it was pretty cold. It was like 50 something degrees, like low fifties. And it was a little wind. So it was, I mean, the, the people who live in Florida were, you know, freezing and I was cold too. I mean, I'm not immune to cold, but it was interesting because the sun was setting, it was dusk and I met my friend's husband on the beach and he was carrying their daughter. She's a six month old and he had her like strapped to his stomach or like strapped to his chest, right? With one of those sling things. I don't know how the parents do it, but, um, and she was kind of sleeping kind of, I think she must've been sleeping and, but it was cold. And I was like, wow. Like, I don't, I don't even think she had a hat on. And I was like, is is she okay? Is she cold? And he's like, oh, she's fine. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, the heat generated between us is really a lot of heat. It's keeping us, keeping us both warm, actually. That's what he said. And, and then I, you know what I thought of? (laughs) I thought of the deer in our backyard here in Colorado Springs. And when I asked people how the deer sleep, you know, when it's like zero degrees outside, someone told me that they sleep right next to each other, you know, so they can, you know, benefit from the body heat of the other deer. And it just, that's how they get through the night when it's really, really cold, right? So that's a type of synergy, right? The idea of synergy is, you know, one plus one does not equal two, one plus one equals maybe three or four or five, right? You don't think it would add up to four or five, but it actually does. Like the heat between the deer and the heat between my friend's husband and their their daughter. So that's interesting. But so the reason I'm telling you this is because I think that happens energetically as well. Meaning... Not on a physical plane with heat, but energetically or spiritually, you could say, I don't know about using the word spiritual to describe that, but a lot of people might, and it's close enough maybe just to make the point, but energetically, I think that happens too. There's a synergy that happens. I mean, we know from meditating with a group for so many years that there's a whole different energy level when there's a group of people meditating than when there's one person meditating or when you're meditating on your own. So, and I think that's the same with anything, even a rock concert. When there's 10,000 people all screaming and singing the songs and all excited, there's, there's a tremendous energy there, right? You can feel it. So I think this is 
helpful for us in a few ways. You know, this happens with our Pause Your Life groups all the time. There's such a synergy created for a couple hours that it, it, it's palpable. You can feel it. And people love it. I love it. We all love it. <laughs> because when we connect on that authentic level, that's like nourishment for our soul, right? So I guess my question to you would be, where and when in your life does that synergy happen when you're able to be around other people who are energetically and spiritually like you or even more evolved than you? Where does that happen? When does it happen? And if, if it doesn't happen enough, maybe you can make it happen. Maybe you can find a group. If you want to come to a Pause Your Life meeting, if you can, if you're in northern New Jersey, Denver, Colorado Springs, Austin, Texas, or Dallas, Texas. So, but I would really encourage you to find a group or find even just a few people, right? You can have a, a mastermind group, right? With three or four people. Or maybe it's just with your best friend. Maybe just the two of you together, you're able to create some energy that's really helpful and nourishing for you. Definitely worth doing. And I know you've experienced this. I mean, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir here. So finally, I want to end on this note. This is my note. I'm just going to read it. You ready? Sometimes a door that you think you're going to have to open is already open. (laughs) It's so profound, right? Sometimes a door that you think you're going to have to open is already open. And I figured this out in a very spiritual way. I was carrying, you know, some food and my drinks, probably two drinks. And I was coming from the kitchen, (laughs) going, walking to come down here in the basement to my studio. And I was wondering how in the world am I going to open the door to the basement? Right. And I'm trying to like, I'm starting to shift things in my arms. Like I'm trying to put the drink over there. I'm trying to try not to drop everything. Of course, I probably should have just made two trips. But anyway, I'm thinking, how am I going to open this door? And I walk around the corner and the door was wide open. (laughs) And I was like, see, it's a sign from the universe. No, I'm kidding. That's not a sign from the universe. It just the door was open. (laughs) But I think it's kind of relevant sometimes in or maybe in your life. There's something you want to do and you think, oh, that door is closed or I can't do that. That's not possible. But maybe it is. Maybe you just have to walk around the corner and go walk up to the door. And maybe it'll be open. So maybe if there's something in your life you want to do or some change you want to make that you think might be difficult to make, maybe just try to make it. Maybe it'll be easier than you think. You know? We can adjust our mindset and our attitude and our vibration and and good things will happen. You might not succeed at everything and you might fail sometimes. But over time, you will grow, you will evolve, and you'll start to tap in to that higher awareness and consciousness that we're all seeking. So... 
Have a great day. Have a great week. And until next week, keep shining.